Off the ball. It's not like Maradona or Messi, where the ball is tied to the left foot. I always see the ball as something which is bouncing, like an obedient, happy puppy. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Uh, the news came through after we were off air yesterday that the Ben Healy move to Edinburgh is a done deal. We had kind of been speculating about the, the prospect of that and uh, what this actually means for our rugby, what it means for Ben Healy, what it means for Scotland. So it's going to be Cooney and Healy, no doubt, the way things work in the uh, World Cup. Suddenly that Ireland-Scotland game takes on a little bit of uh, extra relevance for us. I mean, fair play to Ben Healy if he makes the Scotland uh, team for the World Cup. That would be a meteoric rise. Mm. Um, if he does get it into the Scotland team that quickly, you'd have to go, do they know something we don't or do we know something they don't? That's, <laughs> that's what's going to be this great sliding doors moment for Ben Healy's career for the rest of it um, as he goes and gets straight into the Scotland squad. But um, Cameron, you've been looking at some of the other Irish players abroad? Well, that's it. I mean, I think um, just on Healy... We were talking about it yesterday, um, at post in our post show meeting, and I was kind of I speculated that maybe Ben Healy looked at the way fly halves are sort of treated media wise in this country and said, Do "You know what? Maybe that's not for me." Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it sort of feels like there's a. What do you mean? It sort of feels like every time a fly half that isn't Johnny Sexton plays for Ireland, there's this inquisitional mania where it, if they have a. Um, a good game there, as Keith Wood said, the second coming of Christ. Um, if they have a bad game, it's, ah, oh, we're never going to replace him, are we? We're never going to find a, an understudy to Sexton. And, you know, that kind of... That's just Irish sports fans generally. Yeah. You get but, carried away. It, well, exactly. And maybe Ben Healy goes, I could go to Scotland where, I mean, not to diss Scottish rugby, the, the expectations are a little bit lower. They're given a little bit more of a free reign. Um, like, they... Despite the disciplinary issues, they've let Finn Russell back into the squad, or Gregor Townsend has, I don't know how many times at this stage. Um, maybe he would prefer more of a forgiving rugby culture like that. I'd, I'd say we feel it's forgiving. I suspect if you're living in Edinburgh and listening to BBC Radio Scotland or Radio Clyde and they're talking about the Scottish out half, it feels less forgiving. Now, I don't know. You're right. Expectations are much lower. This is not a team or a country that has produced successful club sides or international teams at any point since the professional era started. So, you know, if you go over and all of a sudden you bring some success, then you are the new messiah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, the thing about the out half position is that, like, it's it's a quarterback, and in Irish rugby, there's been that uh, fascination slash fixation slash fetish around the ten, all the way back to. Uh, Tony Ward's that kind of period of time which is the 70s so that's the ball game but the upside for that is that if you climb to the top of the tree you're the natural successor to O'Gara who is a legend to Sexton who was a world player of the year and so that's the prize that was on offer and Ben Healy has turned around and said I don't want that I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I don't think I'm going to be able to beat out the competition in Munster, and I don't think I'm going to be able to beat out the competition in Ireland. And you know what? Fair enough, because as Keith Wood said, the, the career is short, but if, you, if you're not backing yourself to do that, then that's fine. And I think like Irish rugby can, can certainly beat itself up about a lost talent, or can say, 
well, that's okay. If somebody decides they don't want to be part of what it takes for us to get to the top, then that's okay because that kind of signifies to us that you're not going to do the work that we need you to do to get to the top. Maybe it's not a playing thing. Maybe he hasn't looked at the situation, Healy, and gone, I'm not going to get there, so let's move on. Maybe he just considers himself, as Keith said yesterday, he might consider himself more Scottish than Irish, and his plan all along was to play for Scotland. Like, And if that's the case, fair play to him. He, he mightn't be looking at the situation in the Irish playoffs and, and, and you know, uh, judging off that whether or not he's going to play for Ireland and keep going with Munster. But do you think if he was the Munster starting at half, he would have said, I feel more Scottish than Irish? Maybe still, maybe. Maybe his upbringing was leaning slightly more towards the Scottish end of things than the Irish end of things. Oh, yeah. And it was his plan all along. I think it's an entirely self-interested move. That's that's what he's doing it for. I mean, you talk about the the cult of the ten in Irish rugby, and I was only looking just on the way in today, just out of curiosity, has Johnny Sexton ever played for the Barbarians? Because obviously that's such a big... um, feather to have in your cap in terms yeah. of your international rugby CV and he hasn't and neither is O'Gara and I thought that, that was like indicative of the wider maybe concern for Healy is that when you are the Ireland number one that is your life you are that for the next I don't know however many years of your career and maybe you know maybe he was like there might be more to life than just being whenever you're free for Ireland that's it you're your regime, your regimen, and your schedule is totally set to the clock of the Irish rugby calendar. Well, there is there is Johnny Sexton's longevity as well. I think a lot of those players underneath him in the, in the ten situation weren't expecting him to still be playing at this point. No, if they, if they thought four years ago that Johnny Sexton would still be playing at this World Cup, they'd be like, nah, he won't be playing at the level if he is still playing. Uh, but it turns out he's still one of the best tens in the world at thirty seven years of age, and who knows how much longer he can go on. No. This is it now. You think so? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it. We should enjoy this because it, it, like, so maybe he wants to go on to the next Lions tour. I don't know, but like, there's a chance he don't get picked. Now, who knows? Maybe the next Lions tour is Andy Farrell, and Andy Farrell says, "You keep going, I'll pick you." I don't know. That all has to come out in the wash, depending on how the World Cup goes. Because remember, Joe Schmidt was going to be the Lions coach, and he was going to stick around and still be the Ireland coach now after we won the last one. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, right, it's 7.59 this morning. David Scanlon says, I have new appreciation for Cameron now that I know he's a Leeds fan. Up to this point, though, he thought, you. you know, yeah, he was he was out on you, but now he's Okay, in. so maybe it's maybe I should reveal it more. Um, mm. Well, you've said it now, so you just haven't said your age. Miguel yeah. says, I like this guy, Cameron. He speaks uncomfortable truths. Tell us about some uncomfortable truths about the Ireland players that are um, Irishmen abroad. Who yes. Like Ben Heaney's now no longer an Irishman abroad. He's a Scotsman in Scotland. Scotsman, yeah. Um, but I was looking through some of the players that have kind of um, made their way abroad when they feel... Look, my, I don't know if I'm going to get into this Ireland setup. So, first one is Bolton Delan, obviously. Um, Connacht Academy graduate, 126 appearances for the province. Uh, from uh, Paris originally, came over to Tralee when he was seven. Uh, was a really big part of that triumphant 2015 16 Pro 12 season. Uh, earned his first international call up for Joe Schmidt's Six Nations squad in 2016 and has had 19 caps for Ireland. And I remember when he came through. There was big hype around him that it was going to be, ooh, those Delana Toje duels are going to be fascinating over the next couple of years. There was talk of him maybe making the Lions squad in uh, 2017 for the tour in New Zealand. And he just hasn't been able to kind of capture that form that he showed in his breakthrough season. Um, and that's been due to injury and stiff competition for places in the Ireland squad. I mean, we've no shortage of second row options. Um, so he's gone over to La Rochelle, went over um, at 
the start of this season. He's under the tutelage of obviously Raj and Dunnock Ryan, and I think Dunnock Ryan especially will be hugely important um, in terms of him regaining some of his best form. Um, but he's made nine appearances for La Rochelle so far and has stiff competition in terms of mm-hmm. places on that team between Will Skelton and Thomas Laveau and Romain Sezi. So it'll, we'll have to see how he does, but I'm optimistic he'll be back to his best soon. Yeah, he's only 29. Second row's going to go on to 36, 37. Like, Donnick Ryan is one of the great what might have been in terms of an Ireland career. Anytime he played for Ireland... You're like, this guy's really, really, really good. And he looks like he's gone on to have a, already an excellent start to his coaching career. Um, you know, success from the off and a giant rugby brain. So very interested to see what impact he can have on Delan's career. Um, but anytime Delan played for Ireland, you're like, well, okay, I mean, this guy's good. Yeah. Like, So I don't know. I mean, you would... Um, he never put a foot wrong. It was just competition for places, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. There was never a game where you looked at him going, nah, he's not... He's not good enough. No, and I think that that athleticism that he shows. I wonder what will happen, you know, so is it a two-year deal he's on with um, with La Rochelle? I wonder what happened at the end of that if there's suddenly interest from the Irish provinces again going, okay, come on, come back in because like, you know, at 30, 31, you can have four years playing for Ireland. No problems in the second row. And like, um, certainly, we're, we're not festooned, I would argue, with, with options. I mean, like, is... John Klein better than Ulton Delan? He is not, I don't think. And it just that for whatever reason, that's what um, that's what Joe Schmidt wanted. Uh, there was a couple of others who were getting in ahead of ahead of him at the time. That um, in retrospect, like what what were Ireland doing not not giving Delan the game time? Now maybe he was injured and, and missed his opportunity. Quinn Rue, for example, like should Delan not have the Quinn Rue caps? Yeah, I think he might. Yeah, he might feel slightly aggrieved there. Anyway, um, oh, who else? Uh, the Brennan brothers, so sons of former Leinster and Toulouse forward Trevor Brennan, who had 12 caps for Ireland, two European Cups with Toulouse, um, and lives in Toulouse now, owns the Danu pub, I think. I think he sold the Danu and moved he somewhere sold else. It. Yeah. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he was there for ages, and they have lived, that, like the brothers Daniel and Giotto spent most of their lives in France, so Dan is playing at the moment for Brieve, started his career with Toulouse, played with the French under-20s at the World Championship, um, joined Montpellier and then moved to Brieve, so would have been in action against Connacht in the Challenge Cup not too long ago. Um, he, They're both Irish qualified. Uh, Dan has moved from tight head to loose head since joining Brieve, and Joshua has captained French under-edge sides. He's made 15 appearances in the top 14 last season and 11 appearances for Toulouse so far, including seven starts. They have great ball handling ability because of the kind of French flair that they're taught in that system um, but Joshua has that aggression and competitiveness that he obviously inherited from his dad and what, what was in Joshua? he's second row alright so I don't know I feel like Irish rugby doesn't have that kind of dog flair where there's a little bit of aggression and a little bit of niggle to them um, they're certainly not in the second row I think from a marketing perspective it would be great to get the two lads to play rugby oh, in Ireland yeah. I mean spit of their dad as well like yeah. you know getting getting Trevor Brennan back in our lives would be good for all of us <laughs> I just think that like uh, you know whatever provinces out there should be like can we not just and, and just in case they're brilliant like because mm. there's a chance they might be 
pressure on the name as well, isn't there? Well, the thing is, right, maybe they actually want to play for France having grown up in France and come through the Toulouse system and you're like, oh, my dad played for Ireland, but I'm going to play for France. Yeah. Maybe that's what they want. So I, I definitely, we've had this conversation over the years at various stages and people are like, well, you know, we should actually just not assume that they want to play for us. It's like Ben Healy all over again. Let's not assume where they want to play. <laughs> yeah. But certainly, you, you can see how calls, surely calls have been made. Backdoor channels over a few a few quiet points. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Look, we're, we're not we're not saying that they definitely get picked, but like, would they be interested? Yeah, I'd like to see them in a province. You see, we can't. We obviously can't pick players who aren't playing in Ireland, so therefore, we'll never be able to get them. Mm. There's this kind of law of unintended consequences. We've made these rules. We've got to stick by them, no matter what happens. Especially if it means that we're going to lose loads of young talent. Oh, there's a PR move there, as you say. <clears throat> it's a marketing thing. The Brennan brothers. The alliteration is perfect. Bring them back. Bring them back. Uh, right. <laughs> All right. Five minutes past eight. Good stuff, Cameron. Thanks very much for that. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.